Consider to share gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. So my very dear friends, don't get thrown off course. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. The gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. There's nothing deceitful in God, nothing two-faced, nothing fickle. He brought us to life using the true word, showing us off as the crown of all of his creatures. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the word of God. Let's pray. Father God, we ask that in this time and in this place, Holy Spirit, as we've asked and interceded for you to move in our midst, we pray now that you would illuminate our minds to understand your word. We pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would bring the power of that deep conviction that comes when these are not just words on a screen or, or words on a page, but when your Holy Spirit sets these words alight and they come alive inside of us. We just read that you brought us to life by your true word, your words speaking, bring us to life, God. So we pray that your words would come alive in us this morning, Lord God. Lord God, I just pray that you would have have your way this morning, Lord God. I pray that you would speak and that you would say exactly what you want to say this morning, Lord God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today, the title of the message is Perseverance Under Pressure is a Process that Brings Visible Transformation. What we're going to talk about today is perseverance, perseverance under pressure. And I think that's something that we can all relate to and that we all know about. There's a story told of a woman who was on vacation on one of the barrier islands in South Carolina. And it happened to be that time of the year down there when the loggerhead turtles that are these big 300-pound sea turtles come onto the beach and they lay their eggs. And one night there was a large female turtle that had come onto the beach to lay her eggs. And the woman was walking on the beach and she didn't want to disturb her. So she left and she wanted to come back the next morning hoping that she could find out where this turtle had laid her eggs and she could see the nest. But when she came back the next morning, alarmingly what she found was tracks that were headed in the wrong direction. Apparently, the turtle had become disoriented and she had wandered off into the hot sand dunes where death was certain. So the woman did some quick thinking and she grabbed some seaweed and she put it on top of this turtle that was just sitting there covered with hot, dry sand. And she went and got some seawater and she poured it on top of the turtle. And then she went and she called for the park ranger. And the park ranger arrived within a few minutes and he hopped out of his Jeep. He flipped the turtle over took out tire chains, wrapped them around the front legs of the turtle, hooked the tire chains to his Jeep, and started driving through the sand so fast that the turtle's mouth filled up with sand and her neck bent back like it was gonna break. And when he got to the edge of the ocean, he took off the tire chains, flipped her right side up, and she sat there as the waves began to slowly lap over the top of her, washing off the dry sand. And when the waves got a little larger, she began to move, slowly at first. And finally, when the water was deep enough, she pushed off and disappeared into the ocean. And the woman made this observation. She said, watching her swim slowly away and remembering her nightmare ride through the sand dunes, I noticed that sometimes it's hard to tell whether you are being killed 
or being saved by the hands that turn your life upside down. How many of you know what I'm talking about this morning? How many of you know what that turtle feels like? Anybody? Anybody here know what that turtle feels like? I mean, if you found yourself wandered off in the wrong direction and you didn't know how to get back to where you needed to be, have you ever felt like that? Have you ever had your life turned upside down and not even knowing whether what God is doing in your life is going to save you or kill you? Do you know what that feels like? Do you know what that feels like? I believe that we all know what that feels like because life is difficult. Life is hard. Life is full of challenges. Life will take us to places we never thought we would go and things will happen to us that will drag us back in the opposite direction. We know what it's like, as James said, to face trials and tests and challenges, to have them come at us from all sides. Who knows what I'm talking about this morning? Anybody? Anybody know what it's like to have everything coming at you from all sides all at once? Well, we know that life is difficult, but what I want to share with you this morning as we begin is that it's difficult on purpose. It's difficult by design. Look at what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. The writer says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, in other words, other people have been through it. In fact, probably been through more than what we've been through. Let us throw off everything that hinders us. And the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. In other words, we know it's difficult. And sometimes we make it more difficult. Because there's things in our life that hinder us, right? There's things in our life that weigh us down. And how can you run when you got stuff weighing you down, right? And sometimes we have sin in our life that we don't want to get rid of, but it's entangling us. It's like chains around our feet and our hands, and we can't move where we need to go. And the writer says, you got to throw off all of that stuff, and you got to run with perseverance. There's that word again, right? Perseverance. we got to have perseverance. we got to be able to stick with it. we got to have some way to endure, some way to make it through what we've got to go through. And it says to run what? To run the race marked out before us. You know what the Greek word is for race? Agon, which is where we get the word what? Agony. The very word race means agony. And I say amen because you know I don't run. I like to say if you see me running, you better run because something's going after us. That's the only reason. That's the only reason you're going to catch me running. Running is agony. I say amen to that. But the point is he's comparing life to a race and the word itself says it's agony. Life is agony. In other words, in the very definition of what life is, it's difficult, it's painful, and it's that way by design. It's that way by design. So we have to, what we need to do is that that we need to understand that that we are all going through a process. And when we're going through this process, we need to shift the way that we think about this, right? We need to shift our perspective to understand it. Because what did, what did we start out reading? What was the first thing Donna read for us? Consider it a gift when you're facing all of these tests and challenges. A gift. Most of the other translations say consider it joy. Consider it pure joy. And you're thinking, man, wait a minute. How do I do that? How do I shift my perspective on the difficult things of life? To have this perspective that God wants me to have instead of the normal perspective that I have. If we're ever going to get to that point, and believe me, that itself is a process. To get to that point where we see everything as a gift. 
because we know that what God is doing in our lives is ultimately for our good, we have to shift our perspective, okay? It reminds me of some quotes from some of my favorite movies. In the Lord of the Rings, they're about to face this big battle, right? And all the people have gathered the fellowship, and they're looking at how hard it's going to be and how difficult it's going to be. And the enemy's got so many more troops against them, and there's no way they can possibly have victory in this battle. And as they're discussing this, Gimli the dwarf stops, and he says, Certainty of death? Small chance of success? What are we waiting for? (laughs) What gets us to that mental place? When we consider it pure joy, when we face trials of many kinds, when we consider it a gift, when tests and challenges come at us from every side. To take it back a little bit, there was a movie called The Emperor's New Groove. One of my favorite movies. Come on, give it up for The Emperor's New Groove. Come on, there you go, all right? And this, of course, is Cusco, and he was the emperor that was turned into a llama, and he was with his friend Apasha, and they found themselves, right, strapped to a log, right? And they're floating down a river, and they're strapped to this log, and they're going down the river, and Pasha's facing forward, and Cusco's facing backwards, and Pasha says, uh-oh. And Cusco says, don't tell me. Waterfall up ahead? Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom? Most likely, bring it on. (laughs) And I believe that those two attitudes are something of the spirit of where James wants us to get. You know, we don't get there easily. We don't get there, you know, but sometimes there's nothing else we can do, right? Except to say, bring it on. So we need to shift our perspective from fear to faith and learn to see things through the eyes of God's love. That's the perspective shift that I'm talking about this morning. We need to shift from an attitude of fear of what's going on in our life, the fear that I'm not going to make it, fear that, that, that people I love are going to leave me, this fear that we have that somehow this is going to be the end of the world for us, into an attitude of faith that sees that God loves us. And if God loves us, come on, real Christians, if God loves you, he's going to take you through whatever you've got to go through, right? He's going to do everything for your good and for his glory. Amen? Amen? Christians should say that. God does everything for my good and his glory. I want to say that every single day of my life because that's what God does. So we need to change the way that we think about things. As I'm going through this section in James, this is the first thing that challenges me. Everything is a gift from God. That perspective shift alone could change the way that you live and the way that you think, right? Everything is a gift from God. The good things and the hard things. The blessings and the times in the desert. That's why we sang that song. This is my prayer in the desert. And it's my prayer in the harvest and the abundance. It's my prayer every day and in every way. I say, God, this is a gift. I may not understand the gift. It may not feel like a gift. But I know that you're going to use it in my life because everything that God gives us is for our good and for his glory. And that's the point we need to come to. We will become so strong and beautiful that Donna read from the text that that God will want to show us off. That we'll become, we're like the crown of his creation. We're like the first fruits, it says. We'll become mature, complete, not lacking anything if we'll learn to engage the process that we are in. We will learn to make the most of what we were going through and not get out of it too early. We can trust the process we're in because we can trust God. Anybody agree with that? Come on, we're in Hartford. You got to talk back to me, man. All right, come on, Lisa. Give me some talk back. Here we go. God is faithful and true. He's not fake or two-faced. Amen? Amen. And probably only that can be said of God. 
Because we know eh, a bunch of people are fake and two-faced, right? Every single one of y'all has complained to somebody at some time that somebody was fake or two-faced. Can I get an amen? You said it. You said they're two-faced, they're fake. That somebody has, right, has done you wrong. You know, the reason why we gather here together is because we say, yeah, people are going to do that. But there's one who never, ever will. And that's God. He's not going to be two-faced. He's not going to be fake. He's not going to take you through something that is bad for you. He's always going to do what's good for you. He brings us to life by his word, the scripture says. And not only that, we're transformed by his presence within us. So the difference is not that we get out of situations, but that in the situation we realize that the God who brought me to life is the God who's going to be with me. He's the God who's going to continue to walk with me through everything that I have to do in life. So let's talk this morning for a little bit about the process, right? And I have to give credit where credit is due. My friend Angel gave me this term. He was preaching a couple of weeks ago at the YX Youth Service, and that's a group of youth groups in Hartford. They get together every two months, and it's basically like a super youth group service. It's awesome. And, and Angel was speaking, and he talked about the process. And he spoke about Joseph from the Bible that we also studied last fall. He said Joseph went through a process, right? And the process got him to where God wanted him to be. It was a process that prepared him for what God had planned for him, right? So he's talking about when you're in the process, there are some things that you need to understand. You need to take charge of your process. So I have to give credit to that phrase to Angel this morning. Take charge of your process. Because again, it's not about sitting back and letting things happen to you. But it's about taking charge of your process. In other words, doing something so that you can get out of it what you need to get out of it. So Angel also said this, and I think this is true of all of us today, you sitting here today, listening to me today, you're in one of three places. You're either about to go into a process, you're about to embark on something, or you're in the middle of a process, you're in the middle of something that's going on in your life, or you're coming out of it. You're coming out of the process, right? Which prepares you and gets you ready for the next process that God wants to take you in, right? I mean, that's what happens. That's the truth, right? So if you're in the beginning of the process, I want to talk about this today, that I want to say that we should engage the process. So if we're beginning to enter into a difficult time or a time of testing or a time of challenge in this season of life, that we need to engage that process, okay? Second thing is if we're in the middle of the process, we need to endure. That means we need to not try to get out of it too soon. So James is saying, don't try to get out of this because you want it to do everything it's supposed to do in your life, everything God wants you to do. So we need endurance. We need perseverance under pressure because we believe that if we have that, we will emerge from that process more powerful and more beautiful than we were before for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So this is what we need to do at each stage of the processes in our life. We need to engage it. We need to endure it and we need to emerge from it. Amen. Amen. So let's take a look at the first stage to engage. Jesus Christ said himself. That unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it produces nothing. But if it dies, it produces many, many seeds. He goes on to say that everyone, therefore, who wants to save their life, if you're trying to hold on to it, you'll lose it. But whoever loses their life, for my sake, will find it. In other words, Jesus was saying, you got to die to yourself. you got to be like a seed that's planted in the ground. What can a seed do until it's planted in the ground? Nothing. What can a seed do until it's buried? Nothing. What can a seed do until it goes into something that's hard? 
Like the soil, the pressure is all around it. Until you go deep, until you're willing to die to something in your life, what is inside you cannot be released. Just like the seed, everything God wants is inside of you. Some of you feel that. You're like, I got got dreams. I got power. I got potential. I got things I want to do, right? And it's all inside of me. You're like, why am I not living in this way? Why am I not walking it out? Well, because you're a seed in the shell right now. And God is holding you. God is holding you until he's ready to release you. And then the seed has to die. You got to die to some things if you want to live. So many people are not experiencing real Christianity because they want to get to the end without going through the whole process. And the only way to get there is through the process. That's the design of it all. Don't argue with me. I didn't create the world. God did. But it's part of the process that he puts us through. I believe in my heart that's what James is talking about. This process is on purpose. And you need to engage it. You need to say, you know, bring it on. You need to say, what are we waiting for? You need to say, okay, if this is what I got to do, then this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to die to myself. I want to share with you, if you're thinking about following Jesus Christ or becoming a Christian, let me be real with you. It's not easy. It's not easy. And when you say a prayer to receive Christ, you're saying, I'm willing to die to myself. I'm willing to go down into the soil. I need to go deep. Some of you have not yet gone deep enough. Amen. You have not yet buried yourself deep enough with God's love surrounding you and holding you to yet be released what God wants to do inside of you. We need to engage the process. We need to engage the process. And you need to know that it will be difficult and dangerous. It will be full of tests and challenges and trials and temptations. But oh, friends, what a ride. What a ride. I'd rather go through what I'm going through with Jesus Christ than live a life of quiet desperation or just nothingness. You know, I know that my life with Jesus Christ is going to be an adventure. I know that there are going to be times that are hard and difficult. But I need to engage that process. I need to say, yes, this is what life is about. So I'm going to do it. Let's do this thing. Let's engage the process. Maybe today you're on the verge of making some decision. Maybe it's whether you want to follow Jesus Christ. Maybe it's another decision. Maybe you know there's something in your life that you need to engage in and you're afraid. Remember, I want to challenge you to let God shift your perspective from fear to faith. And say, okay, God, if I've got to go through this, then I'm going to go through it. And I'm going to go through it with you and with your help. Friends, I don't think you can do life without Jesus Christ. I don't know how people do it. So I want you to know to accept Jesus Christ will give you an incredible source of love and power that you will need when everyone else falls away. And I mean everyone. And it's what will get you through the process. So in the middle of the process, we need to endure. We need to endure. That's where we need perseverance. Most of you know this, right? The diamonds are made from a pure form of carbon, right? That has been subjected to extreme pressure and heat in order for it to crystallize. That's how a diamond is made. A pure form of carbon, the same thing that could become a lump of coal, could also become a diamond. What makes the difference? When you take that carbon and you apply extreme pressure and heat 
for the right amount of time. Look what comes out. Look how beautiful it is. James is saying, listen, this process, you want to persevere until it's complete. Because when you're complete, you don't even know how beautiful you're going to be. You don't even know how valuable you're going to be. How many of you know this morning what it's like to be under pressure? Some people here this morning are under extreme pressure. Am I right? Am I right? How many of you feel the heat this morning, right? Do you know the heat is on, right? Are you under pressure and the heat is on? If there's anybody in here, let me tell you to hang on because God is making a diamond out of you. Amen. Matter of fact, turn to somebody and tell them that. Say, God is making a diamond out of you. Turn to them. Tell them that this morning because they need to hear it. They need to hear it. Would somebody tell me that? Tell me because I need seriously, tell me because I need to hear it. You think I don't know what extreme pressure is like? Come be a pastor for a week. I'll show you. You don't know what it's like to feel like the heat is on? Man, how many, we've got to pray. How many pastors are under heat right now? How many churches are under heat? It's tough. It's tough, right? It's tough. How many leaders experience that pressure and that heat? Well, you know that whatever form it comes in in your life, God is making a diamond out of dust. He's making a diamond out of dust. And so what you have to do is you have to endure. But can I say something here that's very important? Very, very important. Listen carefully. Enduring, persevering, does not mean that you just sit there and take it. That's a false interpretation. Let me give you an example. Say there's a situation, and unfortunately we know too many people in this situation, but I'm not talking about a specific situation. Talking in general, say you have a family and there's a woman with her children and the man that she's with is abusing her. He's abusing her physically. He's abusing the children. Endurance is not her sitting there and taking it. Perseverance is not her just surviving. What it is is that it's first of all her engaging the process, taking charge of that process and standing up to the bully. And that's going to be difficult and hard. In some ways, it's easier not to say anything. You get what I'm saying? But the challenge that God wants to give to us is, listen, engage the process. So stand up to the bully. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But that's the process that God wants you to engage in. And then take your children and leave and get somewhere to safety. It's going to be hard to leave. But it's what you need to do, right? Because all of life is hard. And, and the hard things come when we get up. And Jesus says, you've got to get up and walk. Endurance is not just sitting there and taking what happens to you. Endurance is getting up and saying, my perseverance is i got to walk through it. Because so many of us want to get out of the situation that we're in. But God says, listen, I don't want you to get out of it. I want you to take you through it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I want to tell you this morning, sometimes when you're in the middle of a process, when you're in the middle of something, the best way out is through the best way out is through. you got to keep going, right? There's no other way out but to keep going and to make it through and to trust God is going to be there on the other side. Oh, man, I was scared one time in the middle of a process. I was, I was about 12 years old, and I was in the state of Indiana at a state park. And we were, we were my brother and I were there, and these two kids came, and they said, there's this cave. You want to go through this cave with us? And I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. Let's go through the cave, right? And they said, you enter here, there was a small little crack in the rock, and you go through it, and on the other side, it comes out. So we'll tell your parents, and we'll send our parents around to the other side, and they'll meet us at the other side. I had to trust that they knew what they were talking about, right? Because I didn't know them. I, I couldn't see the end. I didn't know where it was going. 
So we went into this cave, and, and the one brother was in front, and me and my brother in the middle, and the other brother was in the back, and the cave got smaller and smaller and smaller, and all of a sudden I had to get on my hands and knees and start crawling, and all of a sudden it got tight, and the guy behind us, he was kind of big, he kept saying, dude, can I make it? Can I make it? And I'm like, what do you mean can you make it? Don't you know this cave? I trusted you with my life. Now I'm in this cave and the walls are coming in and the pressure's coming in. And I'm like, oh, are we going to make it, right? But we reached a point in the middle where I couldn't, we couldn't turn around and go back. There's no way we were crawling backwards. Especially not with that big dude that was about to get stuck. There was no way we were crawling backwards. And we couldn't stay there. No one was coming to help us. No one could hear us. It was dark. We were in the middle. The only way out was through. Do you know what I'm talking about this morning? Do you know what I'm talking about? I had to trust that God was with me to take me through whatever I did. And that I would emerge at the other side. And by the grace of God, we did. I'm standing here, right? <laughs> that story you do differently. You'd have a different pastor up here this morning. You never know who I was. But God brought me through it, right? Who can give praise to God that he's brought you through something? He brought you through it. You know the old phrase, he won't bring you to it unless he brings you through it. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. You have to have perseverance under pressure. And don't try to escape. Don't try to get out of it. But shift your perspective. Ask God for help. And God will take you through it. Now, one thing that I'm going to explore this week on the podcast, a little commercial for the podcast, is that sometimes you really physically can't do anything. You're like that turtle that went too far in the sand and couldn't help herself anymore. But there's still one thing you can do, and that's to pray. So I'm going to talk about the power of prayer and perseverance in one of my podcasts this week. So that you understand that I do realize sometimes we are stuck. Sometimes we do need outside help. But God says when that situation comes, we should cry out to him. We should pray to him. If you're in the middle of a process this morning, if you're going through something difficult, man, isn't all of life difficult? Isn't it? Let me tell you, every part of life is difficult. When it comes to relationships, it's hard to find a good relationship. Can I get an amen? amen. It's, hard, it's hard to stay married. It's hard to be married. It's hard to leave a relationship when you have to leave. But that sometimes is the process that you have to go through. It's hard. It's hard, right, to raise kids. Can I get an amen for that? And then it's hard to let kids go. Isn't that how life is? (laughs) It's like, I can't wait for them to leave. And then after they leave, I'm crying. Oh, they never come back. You know, it's like life is hard. There's something hard and difficult and challenging about every stage of our lives, we're constantly in a process. We need, we're either entering into it, we're in the middle of it, or we're coming out of it. We need perseverance to endure the process. And here's my last point this morning, that when we're coming out of the process, we emerge. Perhaps the most famous example of this is the butterfly, right? That's what everybody uses when they talk about a process of transformation, right? And we understand that the butterfly is more beautiful and more powerful than the caterpillar was, right? The little caterpillar, nobody thinks the caterpillar is beautiful, right? Nobody's painting pictures of a caterpillar and going, oh, look at this beautiful caterpillar. I'll put it on my shirt. Nobody's doing that, right? And the caterpillar, what can the caterpillar do? Not much. Just kind of crawl along the branch, right? But it can go into the cocoon and it can stay under pressure. Under pressure, persevering under pressure until the process is complete. And then it emerges so beautifully. And it emerges with power. It can fly now. 
caterpillar can't fly, but a butterfly can. And it's an example of God calling us to trust him in the process we're in, that we're emerging out of it. And when we begin to see that beauty coming back into our life, right? Come on, some of you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to speak to some of you this morning. You are coming out of the process. You've been through one of the most difficult things in your life that you've been through. But just now, you're starting to feel a little more powerful. Just now, you're starting to feel a little more beautiful. And God is here to tell you today that you are beautiful. And that you are powerful. And that you are valuable. And that you are right now getting ready to emerge into something amazing for God's glory right now. Right now, you are emerging. You are emerging. And when you emerge, when you emerge, then you have this kind of strength, right? That when the next process comes, you're a little more ready to engage it. You're like, all right, all right, I've learned some things. Because that's the truth as well. We don't often understand or have the right perspective until we've been through it. That's just the way life works. Sometimes we can't see it until we look back upon it. Even in the story of Joseph that Angel preached on, Joseph wasn't able until the end to look at his brothers and say, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Yeah. Now I can see everything that I went through. Now I can see the purpose. I couldn't see it until I got to the end of it. Man, think about Jesus when he was in the boat with his disciples. Do some of you remember this story? Jesus was with the 12 disciples, and they were in a boat on the Sea of Galilee, and a storm came up, and it was a bad storm and the winds were blowing and the waves were crashing right and they were trying to row the boat and they couldn't and they thought they were going to die and they thought they were going to be destroyed do you remember the story and where is Jesus is he there in, in the fray helping him out no he's asleep in the bottom of the boat right hallelujah like Jesus you know as God he didn't need to sleep but as a man he needed some sleep how can you sleep when something like that is going on amen I know some of you all said that to somebody you love how can you sleep at this time right why well, he asleep and they had to wake him up they had to wake him up and say Jesus you gotta help us or we're gonna die and he gets up and he's like oh you guys you have so little faith like, come on Jesus look at the storm and Jesus says alright he stands up and he looks at the storm and he rebukes the wind and the waves he says be quiet try to sleep <laughs> and the wind and the waves they calm down immediately and then it says the disciples were terrified. They were even more afraid. Because if somebody stands up and speaks, and the wind and the waves obeys, you better be afraid of that person for a little bit. You better make sure that person is on your side. In that moment, right, they were afraid, they were fearful, they were confused. But can you just imagine when they were writing that story years later, when they were looking back on it, don't you think their whole perspective on it shifted because they had made it through? So they look back, like, oh, remember that time we were out of the boat? And now they're laughing about it. They're like, yeah, yeah, that storm came up. Yeah, yeah, you got scared. You threw up over the side. Yeah, yeah, well, you were scared too, you know. And then they're like, man, remember Jesus? He was asleep. They're like, yeah, man, we couldn't believe he was asleep. Oh, and remember when he stood up? Oh, dude, yeah, he stood up and he rebuked us. He's like, say, we have no faith. And, oh, remember that? And then remember, and, and when they remember it, there's joy. There's joy in the remembrance. Because sometimes you can't get to that until you've been through it. And you look back and you see it. And you say, hey, you know what? God brought me through this. And now I can look back and I can smile at the remembrance. Because Jesus was with me the whole time. Jesus was with me the whole time. 
And when I finally realized that it wasn't about me, and it wasn't my strength, and it wasn't my skill, but when I finally said, Jesus, help me. Jesus, wake up. Oh my God, I'm praying for some of you today because I feel it in my heart. Some of you right now are in a situation where you feel like God is asleep on you. God is not. God is not. He loves you too much. He loves you too much. He's put too much in you to let whatever you're going through destroy. He loves you. He's promised. This is the process, my friends. Let the trial, let the testing, let the difficulty do its work so that you might become mature and complete, not lacking anything. Don't get thrown off course by the things that are happening to you, but keep your eyes focused on God because the course is difficult by design and you're going to need my help to get through it. But once I do bring you through it, and I will bring you through it, you will be more beautiful and more powerful than you've ever been in your life. Amen? Amen? Amen. I believe that that's what God wants to do in our life this morning. So again, to sum it up, this is it in one sentence. Perseverance under pressure is a process that brings us visible transformation. We become stronger and more beautiful as we engage, endure, and emerge through the processes of life. Amen? Let's pray.